Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. We are live on Soul Talks, and as we speak, I'm getting a chance to live our talk. (laughs) (laughs) Our topic is managing emotions. We're in a series on increasing your emotional smarts, and we just did a great podcast that did not get recorded. (laughs) (laughs) You have some emotions about that, honey. (laughs) 25 minutes that got lost. Uh, I mean, we had a nice conversation and uh, the Lord and the angels were listening, but none of our Soul Talks friends got to hear it. Well, thankfully we get to do it again because I enjoyed it. It's worth having another conversation about. So you're going to ask me how I feel about this? Yeah. How how are you managing your emotions about this, Bill? (laughs) Well, the temptation is to be uh, quite frustrated with myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, we have some pressures around uh, work work to do. Uh, We enjoy all of it. It's good. Well, probably don't enjoy all of it, but most (laughs) most of the work that we do, we... We enjoy some of it's just necessary stuff that in any job you have to do. Uh, so, yeah, we just lost 30 minutes of productivity. You feel the cost of that? Times two. My 30 minutes, your 30 minutes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I feel the cost of that. We've been out of town the last 10 days, and so to be back with things that have been waiting for us to get back to, maybe you feel some pressure about that? Yeah, we've been out speaking at churches and uh doing a lot of teaching and and love that it's been great uh but yeah there's a lot of stuff that piles up and emails to answer and work to do projects that need to be accomplished and and now in the the new world of soul shepherding we've got people on our team that are waiting for decisions from us or or work uh work to be done so they can do their job and you mm. know I don't want to be the cog in the wheel and mm. so yeah, it's discouraging to uh, lose lose an hour just because I wasn't careful to push the button. Well, I think if I had been the one to push the button that wasn't careful, you would have lots of grace for me. Yeah, if you hadn't pushed the button, yeah, I, I would give you grace. And, and uh, yeah, I took a deep breath, and I'm, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's something I pray in the Apprentice Prayer some of you who are listening know the apprentice prayer that begins our book, uh, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. And in that apprentice prayer, we, we pray that the, our life is Jesus' school for discipleship and that the Lord God is sovereign and uh, allows, uh, we ask him to uh, rule and reign over our circumstances. And we pray to accept those situations as opportunities for growth in grace and growth in Christ-likeness. And uh, that, that prayer and that way of thinking is fundamental to my own spiritual renewal and, and growth in Christ that's happened in the last 15-plus years. And so having that sort of a, a prayerful attitude embedded into how I think now and how I operate, interwoven into the fabric of my personality, yeah, it helps me recover from a mistake like that because my my history and my personality is to beat myself up about those kind of things even a little thing like like that and so it helps you to manage your emotions and not to give in to the 
accusations of the enemy that you might be previously were vulnerable to agree with and join. Yeah, because I'm taking the hand of Jesus and that hand of Jesus come to me through you and through a number of friends, uh, counselors, mentors, spiritual directors in my life over the years who have extended empathy and grace to me and have helped me come into a deeper trust relationship with the Lord and get out of so much perfectionism and self-criticism and workaholism and compulsiveness and just pressure to always say and do the right thing. We're talking about managing your emotions. It's the M in smart love and love and leadership. Talking about emotional intelligence and managing our emotions is a component of EQ. And in order to manage our emotions, we need to be aware of them. And so that's what we talked about last week in this series is self-awareness. The the, the S in smart leadership. When we're aware of what we feel, when I'm aware of the pressure I'm feeling to, to produce as a leader, when I'm aware of feeling discouraged or frustrated with myself that I made a mistake, that then can enable me to ask for the grace, the empathy that I need. It can enable me to recalibrate, repivot in my approach to the situation and, and to move forward. And it actually, it helps you stay relationally engaged with me because early in our marriage, when you would go through something that would trigger some negative emotion, you would shut down and I would feel like I lost you. And I don't feel that anymore. Now, when you are going through a, a trial and you're experiencing negative emotion, you stay present because you're willing to be aware of it and manage, trust that you can manage all of the emotions that are come instead of having to deny them. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you see that. Yeah. Sometimes I do go into the cave still, uh, but not as often. And yeah, that with something we sometimes joke about, a lot of men go into their cave and there's some women that do that too. It might be the garage or <laughs> might be their heads or might be uh, their work or movies. Hopefully it's not an addiction, but there's a lot of ways when we are stressed, hurting, uh, discouraged, feel bad about ourselves, criticizing ourselves that we might shut down and, and avoid and then that's hurtful to the people that we're in relationship with, uh, certainly our spouse, our kids, uh, but also our, our friends, our coworkers. They, they feel that too. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, if you're listening to us and you're a leader, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader in business, if you're a, a parent leading your family, the people underneath you, they're looking to you and your, your mood, your attitude, your demeanor, and they're feeding off of that unconsciously all the time. And so we all have things that that upset us. We all make mistakes and get frustrated and discouraged. But if that uh, overwhelms our personality in a way that is de-energizing or leading to complaining or being downhearted, that's going to diminish our effectiveness in our leadership or ministry. Well, we've been walking through a what could be an emotional minefield lately, Bill, uh, especially for you as an author, because you've had a long journey from early on, feeling like the Lord had told you, your pen is on, on fire, your pen is your pulpit, you know, I've made you to write for me, and I'm going to use you as a writer, and then you taking that to the altar to raise our kids and put your your best energies there and co-authoring the lives of our three kids, and then 
this journey of what does it look like to re-engage your gifts? You felt called, you know, to write a book and to partner with a, a top Christian publisher to do it. And so we're doing that and God's provided that at this time. And this last week we received the publisher's title for our book. And it was very different than anything we had thought of. Yeah. And when I first saw that title, it was disheartening. Uh, it was like, oh, it doesn't even say stages of faith. Uh, it's like, oh, it doesn't say emotionally and relationally healthy. And it, it um, uh, and so I was, yeah, I was disappointed and I, I felt a little powerless but I prayed about it and started to really think about it and remembered the training for my personality that, well, maybe somebody else has a better idea. I don't have to come up with all the good ideas. The more I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, they're onto something. There is some good things about this title. Because on the one part, we wanted to just be positive and excited and appreciative of what they've done and hopeful and just, you know, accept and go with it. And yet on the other part, it, it felt a little bit like, well, somebody else is naming our child. Yeah. <laughs> And I know I felt tempted to some fear about, you know, well, the title's important. If it's not engaging, if people aren't interested in it, then they're not going to get the benefit of all that we've labored for and all that God has given us and taught us that we're excited to share and feel called to share. And so there was some temptation maybe to to even distrust that, um, that anybody cared as much as we did mm-hmm. and maybe even to feel alone with the responsibility. What you just said there about how, yeah, it feels like uh, someone else is naming our child. That, that really helps me. That that's mirroring to me what I feel. It's like, yeah, that, that is an analogy or a word picture for what I feel like we've just put all of this time into, into writing this book and now someone else has the power to name it. And so, yeah, it's a powerless feeling. So feeling these feelings, did they help you manage the emotions of it all? Yeah, we, we can't manage our emotions without feeling them because it's by, by feeling them, uh, finding words for them, bringing it into relationship, receiving care and support and empathy. Uh, it, we're, we're integrating those emotions into our personality, into our coherent sense of self, and that then helps us to uh, make better decisions and to act with wisdom and that's what uh, and, and to be loving to other people and that's what managing emotions is it's instead of reacting to the emotions we respond to them to react to emotions is to be impulsive to, uh, to just feel something and you just do it or maybe you don't even consciously feel it and, and, and you do it to uh, to manage your emotions is to think and feel before you say or do, that's one of our tools that we teach in our institute, think and feel before you say or do when it comes to significant decisions and actions. And so it very much helps me to uh, manage or deal with those emotions when I feel them. So one of the ways you managed them was you brought it in, you brought your emotions into honest conversation with me and shared with me some of what you were feeling. And then what about, what about the Lord? How, how did your relationship with God play into managing your emotions? Well, I, I talked to God about whatever's going on in my life. I mean, that's one of the main things that charges my prayer life is the things that are going on in my life. And then of course the things that are going on in the life of 
my loved ones and the people that we're ministering to and soul shepherding, uh, these are the things that uh, especially will trigger uh, uh, prayer, intercession. And so, uh, yeah, I talk, talk with God about the experience. And even in talking to you and talking to others about the experience, when I do that, I uh, remind myself that I'm, I'm talking to the Lord. And so prayer and conversation with people are, are two sides of the same coin for me. I, I do them at the same time. If we go back to awareness that we talked about last week, that helps too. Because as you have been aware of your emotions and acknowledging that you have emotions about the title... That seems to be helping you to manage the emotions well. So that's a way that you're managing your emotion, which includes being aware and acknowledging your emotion and taking it to the Lord and to safe relationships to get the care and the empathy you need is enabling you to love others well, better than you could if you were negating your own emotion, because then unconsciously you would have been driven by that. Yeah, and I'm not capable of doing that uh, well by myself, even uh, me and Jesus uh, I mean, God's capable of it for sure, but but Bill's not, and I'm going to limit God. So the only way I'm able to lead with emotional intelligence is is by being in relationship with other people like like you, Christy, and your your EQ and drawing on that. Well, you talk a lot about abandonment to God and abandoning outcomes to God, and so. It, I might have thought that, well, living that out would have just looked like accepting that title and shrugging your shoulders and just saying, okay, Lord, I just abandoned the title of a book to the Lord. Yeah, it's an important uh, lesson that we teach. It's one of the themes in our Easy Yoke book, the importance of being relinquished to the sovereign Lord and uh, submitting ourselves and our relationships and our work to the Lord. And rather than trying to make things happen and trying to push and force and grind it out or, or persuade people to do what we want them to do uh, relentlessly, but to, to trust that God is in charge and to really, and to really want that. And to, uh, that, that's very important spiritual wisdom that's built into the, the easy yoke life. It's a yoke. And it's a yoke of, of submission and surrender to the Lord and, and to the Lord's people in, in many ways. So it might seem like that goes against having wants and desires and emotions, but actually they, they fit together or they need to fit together. And just because I want something or feel something doesn't mean it's good for me. So that's where the, the abandoning outcomes comes in. But if I try to abandon outcomes without having any feelings or wants, then I'm not really going to be able to do it. I might think I'm doing it, but see, when we tell ourselves not to have feelings, not to have desires, not to be needy, all that does is push all that stuff into the unconscious. It just goes somewhere into our body, and then it, it comes out. It comes out through our personality, our conversations, our actions, our attitudes, and we just don't realize it. And sometimes it actually will isolate us from the Lord. And we can go into feeling pretty distant from God. Yeah, shutting down our emotions and our hopes is a, a major source of uh, feeling distant from God. Uh, we often talk with people who are uh, feel like they're in a dark night of the soul or they're just uh, spiritually dry or they're at the wall. These are some of the things that we talk about in our, our book on the Stages of Grace. And what we find time and again is that when, when we get to talk with these people in spiritual direction, coaching, uh, counseling in our institute, 
that and they and we start empathizing with them and helping them find words for what they feel and they feel supported and cared for uh, that then what comes along with that is they feel the compassion of Christ and the grace of God coming to them and spiritually the rain starts falling in their soul and they're not spiritually dry anymore and they they come into experiences of of consolation and intimacy with God so sometimes the experiences that we go through spiritually where God feels distant it's not just like a God ordained dark night of the soul or or extended period of desolation that God is using to teach us that is that is an important uh, rhythm in the spiritual life, which we also talk about in this new book, but that needs to be differentiated from shutting down our emotions and in such a way that it's diminishing our engagement and intimacy and wisdom in all of our relationships, including with the Lord. So as we open our soul to honesty of our emotions, we let the light and the love of Christ in to touch, to fill, to illuminate. To and breathe. that helps us be more effective, more fruitful in our work. And that's true if you're a, a person in business, if you're a woman or man that you're, you're, you serve the Lord in the marketplace and your awareness of your emotions and uh, ability to be vulnerable with the support people in your life and with God in order to get help with uh managing and dealing with your emotions, that is a huge help to your effectiveness in your work uh, in business. Because when you are aware of and articulate about emotions, you can notice and show concern for the emotions of your customers, your clients, your teammates, your boss, your workers, whoever you're interfacing with in your business, and everything's going to go better when you're you're warm and you're empathetic whatever certainly this is true in ministry it's maybe more obvious in ministry but it is is so important to learn the the language of emotions it just does so much to help us well and it takes a lot of courage it takes courage to be willing to feel your feelings identify them and also to be able to empathize with others experience what other people are feeling and it takes takes courage to be able to not let those feelings master you. We're going to be way more effective, way more successful uh, when we tune into and develop our EQ. Because so often we've got great goals and great energy and wisdom towards reaching those goals, Is for instance, in the church. But if we're not good at uh, empathizing with people and sort of bringing other people along, then we're going we're gonna to walk over them and not even realize we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Jesus, how thankful we are to you. The ways that you modeled managing emotion, ways that you chose to be willing, to be vulnerable, to feel, and that you're with us in our emotions, guiding us, strengthening us, ministering to us in our emotional needs and giving us your love and courage to use our emotions submitted to you in the service of your love for our neighbor. Continue to grow us, Lord, in our emotional intelligence, forming us more and more in your likeness. In Jesus' name, amen. And Lord, thank you that I forgot to push the button. 
and we lost a podcast. Uh, thank you for your empathy and grace for me and that mistake. And thank you for redeeming it that this podcast was even better. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we've created a resource called Emotional Intelligence, Five Steps with Jesus to Better Living and Leading. And so that's an ebook that you can, you can download right now, and uh, it's going to go into more depth on these five aspects of emotional intelligence. And uh, for each of these uh, five EQ traits, we have an, an EQ practice, something specific that you can do, a particular scripture that you can pray and, how, and guiding you and how you can pray that to develop your emotional intelligence in that area so that you can have healthier relationships and be more effective in your leadership. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 